Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview t- today is with Miranda Bailey. She's a writer, she's a, a director, she's an actor. She pretty much does a little bit of everything, but she's also, uh, more importantly, a storyteller. And so we talked today about uh, her new film, her new documentary called The Pathological Optimist. What a great title. What a brilliant film. It's engaging, it's compelling, it's, it's entertaining, and it will draw you in. Uh, it's pretty controversial, so buckle up. And it's one of the most uh, intensely debated topics in, in modern medicine, without a doubt. It's about vaccinations or what uh, has become to known uh, by some as, quote, the anti-vax movement, close quote. And so we follow uh, this story, this family, this life of Dr. Andrew Wakefield, and basically how things have played out for him and the movement and what's actually going on uh, with respect to this uh, movement, to vaccinations and so on and the science behind it. And so we talk a lot about uh, the media and its culpability in this. We talk about uh, how everything isn't black and white. Of course, we touch on things like uh, storytelling, but also we look at things like rejection and adoration and this culture of celebrity that we, 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 uh, we live in. And I love how Miranda says she's not really interested in the answer. She's much more interested in the question. So stay tuned. Fascinating film. You're going want to get out there and see it pathological optimist liar healer monster savior right off of the website the pathological optimist film.com don't forget davidpecklive.com too for more information about my writing and speaking face-to-face live.ca for a library of interviews there from tiff and hot docs and authors and and hopefully engaging people that are going to take you a little deeper don't forget too you can help support us there through Patreon. And also rabble.ca for more information too about my own uh, podcasting, but also others uh, and people who are writing and thinking through things that matter. Coming right up, Miranda Bailey and the Pathological Optimist. 
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a, a very special guest here today. Miranda Bailey is here with us today to talk about her new film, The Pathological Optimist. I can't wait for this conversation. Miranda, thank you so much for your time today. Well, thank you for, for taking the time. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So first of, first of all, right out of the gate, congratulations on the film. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, can I say that it's entertaining? Is a film like this allowed to be well, entertaining? Well, that's what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it worked. And, but, but it's also really compelling. And, and, and I haven't mentioned this yet, but my background's in philosophy. So for me, this raised more questions than it answered, which I think is kind of brilliant and probably kind of your point in a way. Yes, definitely. I, I was not interested in answering any questions, but um, but yes, raising them and uh, looking inside a, a, a human being's life. So you open you open the film, and in a second, I'm going to sort of give you my sort of overview of some of the things that I think the film is about. Which, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, because it, you know, so often with any great film, especially great documentary, there's a surface sort of story, there's a narrative, there's a sub, and, but then there's all the the layers and the nuances. So you open it up with Mark Twain quote: "It's easier to fool people than to convince them they've been fooled," which is a wonderful quote. Little pause followed up by comically according to some people on the internet. So I did a really quick bit of research and, and I love Mark Twain and I love the way people invoke Mark Twain in conversation and so on, but we're not even sure if he even said this quote. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's passed around in little memes or, you know, on, you know, Instagram and whatnot as it's Mark Twain or like with some sort of, you know, photo or whatnot. And um, and turns out nobody actually really knows if it's Mark Twain or not. Um, and I thought that was perfect for our film. One, the quote is perfect for our film because I feel that, um, you know, um, people who look at this uh, man or this issue on both sides feel that that quote means something to them. And, uh, and then I also found it quite appropriate that... Um, the internet is is wrong <laughs> or or maybe it's right you know? yes Who knows? right really the internet is wrong really that's what your research has told you <laughs> um what's so funny about about the mark twain thing is uh i i i don't know where i picked this up but i i've always sort of thought if you don't know who you're quoting, just say it was Mark Twain and everyone in the room will believe you. Which, which, which is good. So, so my, here's my two cents. This is, I mean, this is a film about fraud. It's a film about facts and science and justice and, and fake news. It's about trust and research and journalism and, 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 and a belief in, a belief in science maybe that isn't even justified. And yet we seem to love this idea of objective truth and so on. Um, did I did I nail some of the the themes? Yeah, I mean, there's that, but there, there's also um, you know I think themes of rejection, right? Um, and themes of adoration and where we move to as human beings when we're rejected, like where do we gravitate towards? Um, and I think there's like a perseverance, you know. And sure. Then there's also like. Uh, you know, the, the wife, uh, you know, in the movie, you know, she's 
really kind of a, a, a I feel like a bedrock of a family. So I think there's some feminist um, elements as well sure. in this in this movie. Yeah. I love, I mean, it's really interesting you bring up the family. I mean, that's one thing that comes through crystal clear. No matter where you sit on the issue, no matter where you sit on whether or not you, you are supportive or you like this man or you agree with the science, they really do seem, and you capture it so well, they seem to have a very tightly knit family that are, 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 are kind of dealing with the issues for the most part. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just fascinating. You know, what I found fascinating about this, you know, subject was being able to kind of look inside this, you know, super um, controversial character that we we all hear about and kind of look inside his world and what does he do every day and what is it like to be married to this guy or what is it like to have your dad, like, called the, one of the worst people in the world on TV, you know, like, what's that? Right. And uh, that, for me, was what was the most... Um, you know what? What really drove me and was compelling because at the end of the day, I'm very interested in in human stories and and emotion, and I feel like this is a way to bring that out. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's very controversial, a little more controversial than perhaps I uh, realized getting into it. Oh, 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 is that right? Well, I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> um, can you? T- I, so I either lucked out or really uh, made a bad decision. <laughs> Right, right. Well, you'll look, you know, in a few years' time, you'll be able to make a judgment call on that probably when you look back, right? Yeah. So so you're a producer, you're a director, you're an actor, you're, you, you, you've done it all, and you've got an incredible, again, really impressive and, 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 and uh, um, what, you've, what you've accomplished in, in your, your filmmaking career. Is there, are there any sort of touch points in this film that are connected to some of the themes of your other work that you've produced, directed, or acted in? Is there a thread, I guess, yeah. is the question. Yeah, yeah, there is. And this is also something I'm just discovering on on my own, just in thinking about this movie now that it's out um, and how people are reacting to it. Um, so I, I, my first documentary that I did was called Greenlit, and it uh, went to South by Southwest, and it was a comedy uh, documentary, but it, it, uh, it was about the green movement in Hollywood around, like, 2010. And, uh, you know, we took an indie film that was trying to go green. And it's similar in the sense that it kind of shows you both sides of that uh, problem or or solution. Right. You know, so, like, what does it take to go green? But is that really green? What does it, you know, how much does it cost? And then where, where does everything really go and whatnot? And it, it, it again, it, it, it raises more questions than it answers. Um and it shows you that not everything is black and white, that there are these um, moments of gray in between everything, and that there are many sides to look at when you are exploring a subject. So I think Greenlit and The Pathological Optimist um, are, you know, similar in the sense of, like, that I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out there, and at the end of the day, you get to make a decision of where you're you know, cards are going to fall or not. Uh, and then also, I just directed a film starring Jim Gaffigan called You Can Choose Your Family. And it's about a 17-year-old boy who finds out that his father has a second family and blackmails him. And it's a comedy as well. Uh, but it's interesting because, you know, my character, my lead character, played by Jim Gaffigan, you know, he's doing something very unethical. 
um, which is, you know, ha- having two families and, you know, living a lie. Um, but you can't help but kind of feel for him. Uh, and then you find out in the, in the movie, you know, how did he end up there? And, uh, you know, is that an excuse or not? And so I, I guess, I guess those are two themes I'm interested in, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. What one of the th- you know one of the things that really also I mean so many things stood out to me. And again, it I almost felt guilty for enjoying the film so much because it's it's such a as you say it's so controversial, it's complicated, it's it's nuanced, and all those things. But there's there's a sense uh, uh, I think you sort of start the segment with a Anderson Cooper uh, interview where he he gets pretty annoyed uh with with um andrew and says something uh he, he responds with have you read the book and anderson Cooper comes back and says i've read the paper and then later in the film he's talking to a group i think and he says something to the effect if you've read the paper carefully what i'm getting to is the the hmm, the, the the hyper the mania around the issue wasn't maybe even really about the issue itself. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but there was something in that interview with Anderson Cooper that just didn't sit well with me at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you should actually go online and watch the, the whole interview. And I actually, I'm, I'm a fan of Anderson Cooper. Yeah, same. I him all the time. And same. I, you know, there's so many of his shows that I really love, but, but this one really got him. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know... <laughs> Also, I, it, you know, hopefully uh, Wakefield, I, I spoke to him. I'm like, you know, never do a Skype interview again because <laughs> you don't look good. You know, it was like a dark room. You could see half of his face. And, <laughs> right. You know, he looked very right. ominous. I was like, well, you need a publicist. <laughs> you know, like, right. Um, Funny. But, you know, he's, he was learning as this went. I mean, I, I was following him a year before that Anderson Cooper um, interview without Wakefield's permission. Um, and then in 2011, after the Anderson Cooper, and I watched it, I gave it another try to see if he would talk to me, and, and then he decided that he would. Um, because I think part of, you know, that what happened on that show, he did, he must have felt that, you know, perhaps, uh, perhaps, you know, if somebody allowed him to speak, that it might be, you know, it might come out better and whatnot. But yeah, Anderson, um, really didn't let him get a, a word in edgewise um and i, I understand because it's a very scary topic um and you know no one wants their kids uh getting diseases and stuff um and you know populations not vaccinating diseases coming back nobody wants that i think what's interesting about this film and one of the themes of this film is the media and yes. the kind of fear that is surrounding it and i i think this whole problem happened really you know in terms of the people not wanting to vaccinate or whatever because of the media. Right. You know, the media took this little press conference about this little paper that made absolutely no correlation (laughs) between MMR and, uh, and autism. And it was really about bowel disease and took it and just started spreading that it was, that could MMR be causing autism. And, and, um, I think the media had a, a, a huge, uh, a huge uh, problem with that, and then I also, you know, I, I think, I think that um, because the media are so um, adamantly now, you know, um, 
refuting and refusing to listen to some people's stories. I know Katie Couric had done a, a segment where she brought um, a mother on whose daughter got injured by the HPV vaccine, and right. um, and she had to like publicly come out and apologize for that, which is just I think that's I was I just was baffled because I'm like, well, wait a second, she's not saying that, you know don't get vaccinated or anything like that. She's talking about this is a mother. I mean, what's the difference between having a penicillin reaction or right. someone who ate at a uh, Chipotle and got, you know, salmonella poisoning? I don't, you know, it's like, it's a very uh, strange topic. And the reviews we've gotten, you know, I've made 22 movies uh, and I've never um, had a reviewer have to come out with a disclaimer at the beginning of their review that about you know what their opinion or right. not opinion is a vaccine. Right. And I, now I'll review the movie. Yeah, I've uh, read. I've read. So I've I, read a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's it's really really fascinating. And um, another thing that happened is you know we got an LA Times review yesterday, and I I loved it. I thought it was a great uh, uh, review. It said you know it didn't really talk about the film. It talked about him. It talked about what they saw in 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 this movie, um, yes. which is there, um, and. Uh, but yet, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> apparently it's not, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not, uh, not coming up a, a, a tomato, which I, I don't. I, lo- I looked at the, the, the review and I'm like, well, why, why not? You, you clearly understood the movie from sure, you know, one sure, part of it. Sure. So um, I just think that this um, topic is very hard for people to set their opinions aside to look at it as a uh, as a piece of art and, and film well on and, both sides and, well on both sides and i think what's so absolutely and utterly brilliant about it is it's and, and i think people will look back on this and and see it for 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 many things but it's a critique of 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 how we know what we know and so i think i mean i don't know if that makes any sense at all but it sounded to me like anderson cooper wasn't interested in reading the actual evidence or the real article he just he was reading what somebody else said and was reacting to it and i and and i just and then and you know if you read the paper carefully it's not about you know he he actually says that he's okay with vaccines vaccinations to a certain point but it's the mmr and so there's this interesting distinction that he's trying so desperately to make academically but you know the world won't let him kind of a thing and and yeah. it's just yeah and that it, that is where he was then i mean he's definitely you know, I've watched him he's you know, changed. through the years. Definitely, yeah, yeah. He's he's morphed uh, into this, you know, leader essentially of right. this movement. Yes. Now, um, oh, it's fascinating which to was watch. Fascinating. It, really fascinating to watch. Um, and uh, you know, so you know, I, I think yeah. Initially, I, initially it was you know he wasn't doing that, but he he just kept talking about it, and and people you know. Um, kept getting upset that he was talking about it and then and then it got more and it got bigger and bigger and bigger it's, it's almost like yeah. society just continues to feed it right um and i'm getting criticism for feeding it as well by looking into him but i'm also getting criticism from his supporters because i don't take their side either wow um, interesting interesting and so there's a lot of you know there's essentially i've made a movie that um completely alienates everyone <laughs> but it's very entertaining <laughs> that's that's the i think that's <laughs> going to be the sound miranda that's the soundbite of our interview today yeah 
<laughs> so, so Andrew's wife at one point I thought said something really interesting that, and I, and she 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 pointed the finger at English people, you know, and said that they have a salacious pleasure in failure. Um, I, I just thought yeah. that was a wonderful line. Do do you do you think that's true? Kind of frankly about the human race. Well, now I do. Yeah, I mean, when <laughs> she said that. Uh, when she said that, it was. One of the things I find so interesting about it is she says, I she says right after that, I don't think that happens here. Right, um, right. She says, the U.K. was like this. They want us all to fail, but I don't think that happens here. <laughs> and that was, you know, in 2000, probably uh, 11, I, I would say. Right. Uh, so they were very optimistic at that time. And they uh, had a, a, a naive view of where we would go in this country. Um, and... I think one thing that's very evident right now, particularly with politics or anything, whether it's abortion or, you know, who you voted for um, or vaccines or, you know, breast-fed, bottle-fed, like, right. you have to have an opinion and you have to be shouting it. Uh, and you, and if you don't, then you're just an idiot, right. you know? Um, right. And... I don't know if it's social media that has brought us to this. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of news now is, you know, I, 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 reporting on tweets, you know, right. reporting on these things that I, I'm just like, what has happened? Like, this is just crazy. Uh, and no one's allowed to really have a, an intellectual conversation about a topic and, and disagree um, and still, you know, be comfortable with the disagreement. Well, and I think that, yeah, that's a really interesting point. This whole idea of, of being comfortable with disagreement or uncertainty or this the not knowing. Because, you know, I, I work in the field of social change and international development and, you know, worked in many countries around the world. And they're, they're you know, for, for pro solutions to extreme poverty, I mean, you, you can't just pull them off a shelf, right? You, you've got, yeah. you, you got to look at the context. You have to have a conversation. You got to dive deep. You got to get the right people in the room. You need, you need women, you need children, you need, you need experts. And, and, and what have we, you know, so it's, it's like when you, when you talk about it, it just sounds so sensible and yet it's not how we seem to operate. It's really. Cause kind we're of, all operating from a sense of fear right now. Right. And, and that's actually what makes both of the you know people on these uh, the sides of any issue or or this issue exactly the same you know they're zealous on on both issues uh, on both sides of, of this particular uh, man or or what he you know talks about vaccines whatever they're they're both afraid one's afraid of you know having their children poisoned or you know getting uh autism or um you know having this, this not enough safety studies and then you know then the other side is afraid that people aren't going to vaccinate and then diseases are going to come out of spread. you know like everyone's afraid and so if we could all just get together and go okay we're all okay we're all in the same place right now we're in this like place of fear let's just talk a little bit about yeah. it and then ask questions in a very nice way um <laughs> You know, it, and it's okay, you know, to, to uh, I mean, science is constantly evolving and evolving. Yep. Um, and there's, you know, there's no reason that we shouldn't um, be trying to, I, I, I think, you know, vaccines are, are, are a wonderful tool. 
Um, and they're great. And I mean, I'm so grateful for them. But there's no, you know, there's no reason that we shouldn't be, obviously, as any medical procedure, trying to make sure that they're as safe and effective as possible. And I, 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 I don't, I don't see why that is such a, um, a big concern. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, why, why? I mean, and I think you're right. If if you could get people in the room, and you were you you allowed people to, or sorry, people were. Uh, um, self-aware enough to say we're, it's okay if we disagree, right? I think we could probably more yeah. often than not get to those places. I, I truly believe that. I mean, yeah. you know, some people could will be listening to this and they'll go oh, listen to those two idealistic uh, left-wing whatever, yeah. right? No, I, I, it's and probably I, not possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just not right. That's part of the human. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's part of the like human. Get all the animals on the boat together and see what happens. That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Um, I love, I loved, um, I loved Andrew's son, the conversation. It was so wonderful. I'm so glad you put it into the film where he's talking about what he sees on the news and, and Andrew's, you know, you, you believe what you hear on the news and he, resp- he pauses and responds, well, just, just the good stuff. Yeah. It's just such. It's, yeah. And that's, you know, that's all we all get to, we all, we all can, we look to the news now to confirm what we already believe. There you go. Not yeah. to learn something new. Yes, to confirm our position, which comes back to the fear, it seems to me, comes back to that division and that, 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 how come it's so hard to see that there is actually similarity through difference? We, 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 we see it the other way, it seems to me. Yeah, um, I think it's where we're at right now uh, in, 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 in the sociology and society, um, which is, you know, fascinating to me. Um, but I don't have an answer of yeah. why or how, no. how we get out of it or any, anything like that other than, hey, look look at us. You know, and this issue is very complicated because obviously a lot of people feel the science has been done and a lot of people feel that the science hasn't been done. Right. And so there's this big, you know, there's this big argument or whatever. And like, you know, only, only I, I, I can't say personally what, what has or has, you know, I mean... I think both are probably right. Right. Well, you know? I, I think, I think, yeah, no, I think there's probably truth in that. What did, what did you learn along the way? So you were following them for what I think the film took you about five years to make. You said you were following them for about a year before that. I mean, obviously it's, uh, filmmaking has got to be such a, a, a um, an eye opening and I hope liberating and enlightening experience. Maybe I'm now way too positive. You can help correct me there, <laughs> yeah. but but what do you, what do you learn Let along me just the say, way it was about? It's a lot more fun doing a comedy. <laughs> it's a lot more fun doing uh, a comedy. I bet. I bet. Yeah. What what do you what um, what do you what do you take away about? I mean, about human nature. You you know about about I don't know about about the future. Are you know are you hopeful? I mean, there's a pile of questions there, but. Well, I'm not not hopeful um, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think I could live like that um right but i'm i'm i I feel that i i'm realistic in the sense that um you know i can look at i can look at the the world and 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 people who who love them and hate them and have empathy for both um but I, i i understand that's unusual i mean i learned i mean i learned a lot i mean i i grew um i grew as an artist within this process. I mean, there were many times I wanted to quit. Right. Um, I bet. It was very difficult to um, create a entertaining yet 
uh, thought-provoking film with actual historical facts. Right. <laughs> About science. <laughs> uh, it was not easy to end up with what we ended up with. So I'm, I am very proud um, of the work that my editor, Andrea Maxwell, and myself were able to do in, in this, uh, and obviously all the producers um, were able to, to kind of pull out. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess, uh, you know, I didn't give up on the movie, uh, and Wakefield's certainly not giving up on his, uh, uh, I, I, I'm not sure what to call it really, but... Right. Um, his his campaign, and, his you know, cause. So maybe maybe I learned not to give up, or maybe I don't really know. I don't know what I learned. <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing. I learned not to make another documentary. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's pretty that's pretty practical. That's you know that's that's a good that's a good takeaway, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would love to, uh, we got to, sadly, we have to wrap this up in, in a couple of minutes, but did I hear the word telegenicity in the film? Yeah. Uh, Carmel uses yeah. it. Um, is this about, yeah. about, is he this about celebrity? And, about his telegenicity. Yeah. And, and, and is she referring kind of to the celebrity of it to, to, to what? Oh, well, I no, Yes and no. I mean, um, uh, because. You know, because he's drawn to uh, talking about this publicly. Yeah. Um, and you can look at that whatever way you want to. Um, and he's very attractive. He's a very attractive man, and he's he's smart, right? So he can he can sound like he knows what he's talking about. Yes. And he's very attractive to look at. That that you know, and if someone's on TV doing that, you know, they've got this kind of electric thing that's pulling people in, and and I think people, you know, from what her opinion was. Um, you know, the larger, um, uh, I, I guess, I think she feels the pharmaceutical companies or, you know, uh, right. he, you know th those people were, were concerned that he was too believable. Um, so they, you know, but that, that is her, that's her experience and, and her opinion. Well, and I wonder to what degree it's, a, I mean, again, it's just some of the choices you, you made are just so wonderful, the, the book signings and, and showing some of that, that hero worship that's going on here that's frankly pretty yeah, pretty disturbing is. um you know the, the one woman i couldn't help yeah. but laugh out loud about how he needs to get a new hairstyle and we really need to get <laughs> you a new pair of glasses you know it's just i mean maybe maybe it was just idle chit chat but it it struck me as something else and something other than that and it did oh I, no i mean it's you know it's definitely i mean it's you know it's very fascinating like he has a you know uh, a flock Right. You know, he has a flock uh, and he has a following. And um, it's, it's interesting now, you know, because obviously I've gotten to know him. Sure. And I've gotten yep. to know uh, people around him. And I also have gotten to know people who uh, are, you know, scientists who, who hate him. Um, you know, because I showed oh, it, I the film to other, you know, people who oppose him just to make sure that, you know, they were comfortable and I, they could give me some advice and whatnot. And they did. And they were wonderful. But, um, I forget what the what the what the what the thing was, but yeah, he's got um, he oh yes, yeah, so I've gotten to know him, and um, you know, I said the other day, like, oh, do you know this woman or whatever? You know, he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know them. You know, there's so many of these people that that come up to him, but he doesn't really know them very well. He's quite actually a, a, a relatively private guy, right? Uh, you know, in, you know, in his in his life, but then he goes to these events and. He, he he opens himself up and he talks to the audience and then he meets them afterwards and 
you know, I, I think he finds uh, a lot of joy in that. Oh, yeah. He clearly enjoys yeah. the, the attention. Yeah. I mean, in a way, who wouldn't, I suppose? But, uh, um, but well, I mean, my wife Elizabeth wouldn't enjoy it at all, but I think I would. So how's that? <laughs> I get very comfortable when people start giving me compliments. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, handing me large people, checks, know, asking, like that. Yeah, asking for my <laughs> autograph. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Miranda, I'm okay with that. Um, I got to say, one one of the more interesting lines for me, and I'd love to ask you just sort of as we wrap up, just about this whole idea before I quote this line from the film, but just the justice. The other thing that I was I really took away was how how effective really is our legal system, our justice system? Are we really getting there? Is it is it about hiring the most expensive lawyer, and and are we being well represented, and so on? And I think I think I love that about your film again. How how you raise these questions that you are basically asking me as a viewer, not only to make a decision about, but hopefully to go a little deeper on, which I think is brilliant. Um, thanks. I'm really uncomfortable now. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, can I get your autograph? <laughs> um uh thanks um no no it's just interesting and also like the the uk uh system with the general medical council and everything that happened there i, I find incredibly fascinating that yeah. they have a system where where the, the the government will actually pay for your lawyer uh or not right right so that's why uh john walker smith was allowed to appeal and Andrew Wakefield had submitted his appeal, but then found out he wouldn't get funded, so he had to remove his appeal. And by removing his appeal, he no longer had the right to appeal um, because he couldn't afford it. And that was very, uh, I think that's misunderstood. Um, right. And, you know, obviously here with his, him suing the British Medical Journal and the journalists from the UK, I mean, I see it from both ways in the sure. sense that, like, you know, I see why they wouldn't get jurisdiction because it's in the UK. Um, but then I see what they mean in terms of nowadays, you know, uh, journals and, and everything kind of go everywhere and they sell in Texas just as much as they sell anywhere else. And so I see that. And I also see that when one of the journalists filed a, a you know, a countersuit uh, against him uh, in the state of Texas, was so he took. <laughs> He, is, I, you know, obviously, you know, kind of invokes the jurisdiction. Right. So I was, you know, that that that, that was all really interesting. I think that I I'm, I hope that um, the judges, uh, you know, special masters of judges, came down with their answer of no jurisdiction for legal, you know, strictly legal right. reasons. And and I can only hope that it wasn't because of it being such a um, frightening topic yes, uh, yeah. to, to be a part of. Uh, but I don't, I don't know, because I, I, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, no, I... Well, you or know, judge. Well, and you know what's so interesting? As I was listening to you just uh, sort of unpack that a little bit, I thought, you know, I, I could have chosen, I think chosen, to go really cynical after seeing your film. And and I haven't done that, and I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to remain hopeful. I mean, there's a lot of what appears to be pretty, you know, negative, underhanded uh, things going on 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 all levels, 
and and yet I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm compelled to say, well, hang on a minute here. I got to find out what the real work is here, and I and I think we can make a change here. I think we can make a difference, and I, I think that's really uh, you, you you knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. On on you know, I'm glad you didn't quit and along the way and and uh, uh and i love and i'm so glad miranda that you left the pool game in what a beautiful little scene and you know father son oh, yeah it's so it's just perfect there's so many scenes in there that are so thematic to me and you know oh. kind of so many metaphorical things like his twisted position that he's in in the yoga <laughs> yeah that's right yeah yeah the pool scene well, and the and the, um, contra- and the contradiction of the yoga to start right out of the gate is just is beautiful yeah. too, but I love the line at the at the pool table. You never get two shots in a row. I just I yeah. laughed I laughed out loud, and I think it just it, it, it touched me on a certain level too. So listen, I I just what a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for your time today. We've been talking to Miranda Belly about her uh, remarkable new film, The Pathological Optimist. You need to get out and see it. Miranda, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.